Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pam Larickia, and this is episode number 224 of the podcast. It's the 21st of April, 2020, as I record this intro. And this week, I have a lovely conversation with Fiona Monday. Fiona and her husband live with their four-and-a-half-year-old son in New Zealand, and she dove into researching unschooling when her son was just a baby. We have fun exploring her journey, and she shares some of the wonderful insights and aha moments she's already experienced, including applying the same principles to the adults in the family. As a personal update this week, things have been flowing pretty smoothly. I've been enjoying really interesting unschooling conversations in the Living Joyfully Network, uh, getting comfortable with the new protective equipment procedures in place at the retirement home where I work part-time. I've been playing Animal Crossing. I've had great chats with Lissy, Michael, and Joseph over the last few days. Been watching some good shows with Rocco, making yummy meals. So yeah, life is flowing quite nicely right now. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. And a big welcome to new patron Louise Rogers. Hi, Louise. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support not only lets me know that you enjoy the show and want it to continue, it allows me to spend time creating episodes each week and to keep the podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash exploring and schooling. And now let's dive into my conversation with Fiona. Welcome. I'm Pam Larickia from livingjoyfully.ca and today I'm here with Fiona Monday. Hi, Fiona. Hello. Hello. Uh, now, even though your son isn't quite school age yet, we've connected on, been connected online for a while now, right? Um, as you've been diving into de-schooling, um, I'm really excited to learn more about your experience. So to get us started, can you share with us a bit about you and your family and what everybody's interested in right now? Um, yeah, so uh, there's myself. Um, my husband and Ollie, who is our son, four and a half years old. Uh, we live in New Zealand, in Auckland. Um, and we live, so Matt and I have been together 12 years, married for six. We met through our shared passion of motorcycling. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were friends first, so we had a good foundation. And yeah, and so we, we um, live with Matt's parents kind of like an apartment joined to their house um, and we're currently building a little place at my mum's house and that's taking up a lot of our thought process well it was until COVID-19 yeah <laughs> yeah so we're in uh, we're just almost week two of our four-week lockdown um, mm-hmm. right now so that's kind of flipped everything up on its head but we're all healthy at this point so can't complain um uh, so Matt 
he, I don't even know what to say. He is, but not currently, because <laughs> the world has stopped. Um, he is a sales and account manager for a motorcycling distribution company. Um, really good family-based company that he loves working for. Um, he's really good at his job. He's a salesman through and through, but he also is just amazing with his customer service. So, um, And it's his, based in his hobby. So, um, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at the, he is really interested. His new passion, because motorcycling kind of takes a back seat for a while when you have a small child, well, it has for us anyway. Yeah. Um, so his new passion is fishing. Um, everything is about fishing. Um, <laughs> so that has really taken over. Just tonight he was sitting on the couch watching fishing videos, which <laughs> is the kind of the status quo usually. <laughs> um, and he, he also, we've got a, a puppy who's been with us about seven months now. Um, so he's taken charge of dog training. Um, which has been quite cool. He's really loved that. So he's done a really good job with her. She's was a bit crazy at the beginning, but she's settled down now. Sweet. Um, yeah. And me, uh, I mostly stay at home. I, I work um, one day a week at the same place Matt works, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so that's kind of me partaking in my hobby as well. Um, and... But the other days I'm at home with Ollie, which I love. And my my, my passion in general is actually unschooling, like um, researching it, listening to podcasts like your own, other people's podcasts, reading all the books. That really has been my passion project since Ollie's was about six months old. Um, and but my newest one I've kind of got into is rock painting. Oh. painting little rocks yeah. that you then hide on tracks and when you go walking um we found we were out on a walk and we found one and it just was I'd never heard of it before and it was just so neat to find this painted little rock and a message on the back to post it up to Facebook and uh yeah so it's a bit of a creative outlet and it's kind of you're painting a rock so it's not really high stakes <laughs> creativeness because I'm such a perfectionist that it like um it halts me in my tracks yeah. to doing things so I haven't had that with painting rocks because they're just rocks um but it's so much fun uh Ollie kind of gets into it he doesn't really like me hiding them because he just wants to keep them all <laughs> <laughs> we've kind of negotiated around that um but yeah so that's me uh and Ollie he's he's four and a half um, he's never been to kindy or anything, um, and not really because of un, uh, unschooling. I just always, I've always wanted to just be with him, spend time with him. Which I don't know. It's, it seems normal to me. It seems like a, but it's kind of. I get questions a lot at the playgrounds or about like why isn't he in kindy or playgroup or things like that. Um, but yeah, so he he's never gone. Uh, he did go on the one day I work. He went to like a play group um, kind of situation with his grandparents because they kind of organised it. So there was a little bit of play group thing in there, um, which he loved. Um, 
So he is into cars, trucks, vehicles, everything that goes. <laughs> everything that goes. <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, Transformers is his big thing, and that's a theme that I've noticed. Matt and I picked it up uh, through all of his interests. There's a theme of transforming through there. It doesn't have to be transformers, the toys. It could be a vehicle that transforms or, a, you know, like a duck boat. So it's a, it's a bus on land and then it goes into the sea and oh. it's a duck, duck bus or duck boat. Yeah. yeah, so things like that, they transform into something else. Just he loves it. Um, YouTube, he loves YouTube and he finds all sorts of interesting things on there. I, I didn't even know YouTube was so broad. <laughs> all the things <laughs> right. that are on there. Yeah. Um, he got really into virtual reality, was probably his latest thing. And he, um, like, he made his own little virtual reality glasses with uh, like um, safety glasses and he put a, a black sock in there <laughs> so they were blacked out and then he had two little uh, train carriages for his controllers so he did that and then I had to do it um, and he, he knew what to do just from watching YouTube and he was telling me what to do and the cool thing was we found a, a discount code for the local virtual reality gaming place yeah. Um, that he could go to that, you know, they could be any age. Um, so we did that just, just before lockdown, we got in there. So that was good. And it was so awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's like that, that has ended it for him at the moment. After that, there was, <laughs> there's been no interest, but it's pretty <laughs> sure it'll come back <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah. Role playing. Um, he loves role playing, making me role play with him. Um, which I quite enjoy. I find it hard to play trucks or things like that. Oh. Um, but role-playing I, f- I find easier, yeah, which I found harder at the beginning, so it's taken me a bit of practice, but but trying to get in touch with the playing with like a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, that is something that I think a lot of people find, I, I mean, I did find challenging too for the first while, and then... And then I also found the ones that I was better at or more comfortable, the ways yeah. of playing that I was more comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. How did you kind of set, how did you get used to, um, or no, maybe like sink into, be more relaxed with the role playing? <sighs> just practice? Yes, constantly doing it. Yeah. yeah. I, I did. I have heard you on podcasts and with your guests talking about how, um, that you don't have to be uh, like good at everything or, but just, yeah. you know, but something like that. Or so I kind of listened to that, took the pressure off myself, yeah. you know. Um, and he loves a show on YouTube called uh, The Axel Show and Axel's dad plays with him just mm. like a kid. Mm. Um, and so actually watching his dad play, <laughs> like yeah. helped me how to play, which sounds crazy that you forget how to play <laughs> oh look yeah. an adult's doing that <laughs> yeah yeah so that that helped me <laughs> he was enjoying it and then I was watching it with him and it helped me kind of learning how to play yeah I think that that can be such a a, a helpful step while you're de-schooling right for me that's that's all part of um you know 
working on the age aspect, you know, yeah. that the kids do this and the adults do that. Um, yeah. The connecting on a human level. I think that is an aspect that, that really helps because we realize that, Oh, we can play, we can have fun. We can not judge ourselves as to what we maybe look like or, yeah. you know, or um, that we have to do this perfectly, like all that kind of, yeah. like even just um, relaxing into play with your child. Yeah. really helps so much with so many things, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's crazy that because at the playground, sometimes I can play completely with, without embarrassment and then other times I'll feel embarrassed and there's no, I don't know why, but it's yeah. getting easier. So it definitely is practicing how to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. And it's all come directly through unschooling and trying to live that kind of joyful path with Ollie because he gets so much joy from it. If, if I spend the time with him and play, there's a definite um, effect that, that it has on both of us. It just his joy comes through. And then I, I have the joy of seeing him so happy and connected and, and our relationship is better. Oh, just wow. through, Yeah. Just a, such a s- small thing when you, trying to verbalize it but it's massive to him because that's what's important to him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right oh, now. I love that. yeah yeah now that's a great place for us to hear a little bit more about how you discovered unschooling you discovered it when he was quite young then right <clears throat> yeah uh so i think he was it was just before he was six months it was when i was still feeding um before solids and you know that time of He's feeding. Yeah. <laughs> um, he always had to sleep on me, so I was always mm-hmm. I felt like I was always stuck to the couch. And I don't know how I found a homeschooling article, but it was homeschooling, mm-hmm. and I just loved it. And I I followed that, and I was I used so I trained to be a teacher, and I taught for one year in primary school, elementary school in Canada, um, <clears throat> and um. I, when I read the homeschooling articles, I identified with it and just thought that's awesome. I remember reading about unschoolers and just thinking, that's weird. Yep, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be me. <laughs> I need to do school at home. And yeah. I, I'd already like started organizing my future home classroom. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ollie. Uh, ah, so through the constant reading and the listening to podcasts, just delving down further and further, I identified more and more with unschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, until now, I just, yeah, I can't remember when that happened, but I feel like <laughs> I've been yeah. identifying as an unschooler for a, a long time now. So I don't know how fast it happened, but definitely not school at home. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of the the educational stuff I could understand pretty easily because of my my training. Um, and I think not. So when I when I was training to be a teacher, there was a lot of emphasis on um, in the classroom. You should 
provide each child the ability to follow their interests and that's how they best learn and to be self-motivated but you can't actually do that in the classrooms really at all Um, and so that wasn't the reason why I stopped teaching I was I was just going to burn out Um, but I kind of thought I'd failed at that part you know like I could only last a year so when I came across uh, homeschooling and then unschooling I felt reinvigorated and also the confidence that I had a teaching degree because I'm very much a a schooled mindset, which I'm slowly changing. Mm -hmm. Whereas you have to be, you know, you have to go through the school process and you can't do anything unless you've you've got the degree or the diploma. Um, So I don't think I ever would have touched homeschooling if I didn't have the teaching degree because I just would have automatically I cancelled it, you know. Yeah, I can't do that. So I'm I'm glad for that. Um, oh, yeah. And then just through just through how I learn as an adult, how Matt learns as an adult, um, all my motorcycling um, passion, everything that I've learned about motorcycling is is taught myself or asking others, getting taught, not through books, um, and it's passion driven. And it's something I know a lot about. I can talk freely about it. And it's just been a thread through my life since I was 19. So I could identify straight away with that part of my life. That's that's the thing. I, I can remember things about motorcycles that I can't remember about school in my last year of school. Yeah. Because it didn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, and, and Matt's the same. Matt, Matt had a hard time in school. So he was he's dyslexic. So he... <laughs> um, he always had to find different ways of, of working around the school system or the school classroom. So he's very adept now as an adult to self-teach um, and follow his passions like fishing, uh, you know, <laughs> watching YouTube videos and trying out different, I don't even know what you call them, knots, ties. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not into fishing. Okay. <laughs> um. Whereas I was the where I I was the straight A student, the teacher's pet, loved school. Um, thought you know, I did so well at school that life is going to be easy, and I found it super hard coming out of school because it's not reality. So that's that school brain of oh, I wouldn't be able to homeschool if I wasn't trained in teaching, which is not relevant at all when you get down to it. But even the fact that I would have avoided this whole amazing life choice just for the fact of a school brain kind of, kind of scary. Yeah. yeah. That is such an interesting observation, you know, but it makes so much sense, right? Because that's where you were. That's where your thought process was at the beginning. Right. So, you know, you can totally see how, how that would be like a little tick box for you at first. Yeah homeschooling. Oh, look, you know, I've got this, this, I have a young child, I have a a teaching degree, you know, but I can, I can continue to look into this and pursue it. And yes, those unschoolers look crazy, but it is that whole process of, well, I mean, it is de-schooling, right? As you, like, like you were saying, you know, at first you were thinking about the classroom that you were going to set up at home but then you started, you know, observing more about the learning and thinking about your learning 
um, you know, your motorcycle passion, which is so cool. Like I remember um, so much of my de-schooling time on the academic side was about thinking about my school career, right? And and yeah. what I remember and, you know, what I ever used. Yeah. You know, of all the things that I learned, you know, what was actually applicable, et cetera. And then thinking about stuff on my own, my own interests and passions and yeah. how much I remember of that and how much I enjoyed, you know, it's yeah. just... It's just a new lens, right, to look yes. back on on our lives so far, and and you know even even watching your husband too, right, with this new passion or newer passion of fishing and and seeing him enact like it's happening right in front of you, right yeah. when when you're paying attention when you get past um, the idea that it needs to look like academic subjects, right? Yeah, learning is learning. And, and you can see it in your, in your kids, you can see it in your partner, your spouse, and then you can start to see it in yourself. I find it easier. I certainly did at first to see it in other people. Yeah, definitely. Okay. (laughs) Just me then. Um, (laughs) It definitely helped too with Ollie being so small. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything he was doing developmentally was massive and it was self-driven um so it was really easy because he was so small and it was just to apply the the principles that I was learning about through of unschooling to be like oh yeah okay I can see this right here look he's trying to crawl or trying to walk and look at him go he's I'm not doing anything (laughs) so I'm not explicitly teaching him how to walk (laughs) yeah Um, yeah so that was I think helped with his age yeah um yeah yeah I know it just like it brings back all the memories you want to just sit there (laughs) everything I know right from from eating it expands right yeah and it's a weird idea to think that he can do all the stuff up from a, a baby to you know, now and then at five, suddenly he has to be taught how to do everything else in the world. It's once you open that box, it just, yeah, it's like, what? But it, it is really, it's hard to close it again. But yeah. I mean, it is worth that time to think about. I mean, you do have to you, make that connection mm. between. You know, and that's that's something that conventionally we have. Like, the, there's a special set of stuff that we need to go to school to learn. That that we need to all of a sudden start learning in a completely different way. I mean, yeah. when, once you start asking those questions of yourself, you're like, oh, well, that makes no sense. <laughs> but it's so ingrained in us, right? That so yeah. Don't ask those questions. It's so easy to just go with that that flow, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So I'm curious. Um, you've been diving. You've been learning so much about unschooling. You guys are, are living an unschooling lifestyle, right? Yeah. Um, what benefits have you seen from starting your journey so early? You know, versus waiting until he was school age and then, then thinking about it. Yeah, probably the time that I've been able to spend, um, like when he's 
small and sleeping so much. Uh, that's what I do. Yeah. Recent, you know, just reading and listen, listening to you, Pam, and listening to <laughs> so many other podcasts. And, um, yeah, talking, talking to Matt about it. <laughs> um, and also just thinking, thinking it, uh, about it, how it applies to our life. And um, so the time would be a big thing. And then also because of having that time when Ollie was so young and seeing him do this self-development, developmental stages. Mm-hmm. And applying the unschooling philosophy to that, having like being able to develop the trust in the process, yeah, just and and without the educational pressure. So it was more like we've been unschooling all the other things, like the, all the life things, <laughs> <laughs> rather than the than the academic side, which I probably is reverse when you have older kids coming from school. You more I don't know. I'd assume you'd be more focused on the academics side, mm-hmm. but because he's been so small, we've kind of been able to iron out all the bits, <laughs> all the other, all the other stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, as you said, you had kind of uh, your teaching uh, had helped you with uh, a bit with the academic side, right? Yeah, because uh, you know you had already been introduced to the concept of. Uh, learning works really well when you're following your interests. And then you had the experience of not being able to really do that in a classroom size group of kids. Right. I mean, let alone um, bringing their interests in, it's getting to know each of them well enough to know what their interests are. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But but, yeah, go ahead. Just a, and I had such a, an amazing class of kids and and I had a small class of kids too, and and they were just amazing. But there's just not enough time with even. I mean, there's a lot of paperwork, but even without the paperwork, just because of the a number of children mm-hmm. and all the different things that happen throughout the day, you just it's impossible yeah. in the in the current state. Yeah. So yeah. the the idea is cool in a school system, but it doesn't it doesn't work. <laughs> so being able to to do that in a in a home home based is is the way to go, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and your point about how um, in your own family you were able to focus on on more the life the life side of it, right? Yeah. Because he was so young, so you were focused on supporting that. And like you said, those are huge growth moments, right? Where you see them learning yeah. so much that's that's more obvious than yeah. as they get older, right? So crawling and walking and talking and eating and like all those life skills um, and seeing that in action. So that's really cool. Yeah. That's a really great yeah. um, reason for you know, starting, starting nice and early. I guess, you know, because I've talked before, it, it really depends on the person. If you find it overwhelming you know, to focus more on the parenting aspect than, than worrying about the unschooling. But if you're in a place where you can um, focus on the unschooling and, and um, looking th- just looking at life through that lens, right, it is a fantastic opportunity to um, move 
through a lot of the de-schooling process before your child hits school age, right? Yeah, well, I, I think it helped me get through the early years um, and the ease of our days now, like it's not, it hasn't been easy, but there's a definite ease because we're, we're living an unschooling philosophy in our, in our life. Our, our days are unschooling based. So it's, it's, there's an ease, which I don't, well, no, I know that it wouldn't have been there before because I've done so much work on myself. Um, I'm, I'm quite a controlling person. I think trying to always control in a nice way, but yeah, still controlling. Yeah. 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 Um, and that would have, I would have caused serious issues because <laughs> Ollie is headstrong. Like he's just like me and he knows what he wants. And now I can see that is awesome, but I would have, we probably would have butted heads beforehand and I just would have been wanting to change him <laughs> and control him to make him different and easier. Whereas, whereas now I'm, I'm much more accepting of it. Yeah. Well, that leads it not accepting of just, yeah. Understanding. Understanding. That's a better word. Yeah. 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 Which leads nicely into our next question, which I'd love to hear more about what you found to be one of the more challenging aspects of de-schooling so far and a little bit about your experience working through that. Uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's de-schooling me. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember reading when I first started um, – looking at unschooling and thinking the de-schooling word and I would read it and be like, oh, well, that's not going to be applicable to us. Ollie's never going to go to school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, <laughs> I needed big time on de-schooling. Um, and, yeah, a lot of it is me about becoming less controlling um, and just changing my, mi- my mindset a lot. And being aware of my mindset, even to begin with, before trying to change it, because um, I always thought I my way was the right way. And um, funnily enough, I could apply the unschooling philosophy to Ollie easily. That was fine, but but applying it to Matt and myself was it was almost like, well, we're adults; we should know what to do already. And there was no grace for mistakes or trying <laughs> um so like Matt's fishing hobby I just thought was a waste of time it kind of annoyed me it was taking time away from family and oh my goodness we've got dishes to do and take out the rubbish and you know just wanting to talk about fishing <laughs> um and we so my dad passed away three years ago and about a year after that I needed to do some grief counseling and Matt helped me with that. He was a part of that. And it was amazing how the the counselling sessions kind of married up with unschooling. Mm-hmm. And I had a big aha moment with something that the counsellor said. And I realised that I, I wasn't applying what I believed to be so true for Ollie with unschooling to Matt or myself. And I had, I was holding us to the old conventional way of treating 
each other or so that was a big aha moment and so that's been the biggest kind of hurdle <laughs> about de-schooling is to realize it's not all about Ollie it's about all of us including Matt my poor husband that <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's been that so patient. is so patient. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that is such a huge piece. And we had mentioned that earlier on, that unschooling as as a lifestyle, but as human beings, right, where age yeah. kind of melts away. But it's yeah. so true. You know, when you're still, um, you still have that children, adult perspective. Yes. Right, it's so easy to um, to stay in that spot because, I mean, it's everywhere around us conventionally, right? And I mean, they are younger; they do have less experience. They are learning all sorts of things that we already know. But it's you know, as we talked about on the podcast, so much about peeling back all the layers, and and you mentioned yeah. it. It was like it, all my work that was one of the most challenging things, and, and the discovery that. Each time something um, bubbles up for us, right, in the end, we almost always discover it's our work to do, don't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, right? It's in how we view, you know, how the lens through which we're seeing things and peeling back those layers and peeling back those layers um, makes our view more clear, doesn't it? Or more more fundamental. I loved yeah. that insight that, oh, gee, you know, I can support Matt and his fishing um, and not even support, but give him space and joy yeah. and enjoy his joy of that interest, right? And yeah, and it's, and it's led to such beautiful things. Um, so through that fishing, I um, chose the other day a, a battlefish documentary for us to, all to watch because we didn't know what to watch and we quite like the the documentaries on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, it's not a documentary, it's a reality show. Or, um, so we chose that and then from that, Ollie wanted to go out and um, pretend fish on on the boat. So Matt took him out and they, they Matt tied a piece of string to the end of Ollie's little fishing rod and he showed him how to cast a couple of times and then we we all went out and Matt and I were with the fish and Ollie was casting and we'd catch it and he'd reel us in. But after like five times of casting, Ollie Ollie can cast better than I can. <laughs> and he reels it in properly and he's got it in the right spot and they're pulling up. Wow. And that's like so that's following the joy that of Matt's passion mm-hmm. because I've stepped back and stopped being like all negative Nelly about it. Um, and then that's led to just awesome fun and joy with Ollie. Whereas beforehand that wouldn't have happened because, because of me, the, the kind of stuff I was doing. Yeah. Well, so. and I think that that's part of, that's part of the journey too is, is also being gentle with ourselves. Yeah. You know, like not beating ourselves up when we didn't, no, differently. Like we were still doing the best that we could do and that we thought we could do in that moment, right? Yeah. But 
that's the wonderful thing about learning and <laughs> this whole thing of starting at, you know, as early as you discover it and are comfortable diving into it. Like you said, that was another great point that now when he was really young, you had lots of time, more time mm. to be um, reading or thinking off in your own little world, you know, while he was napping and, and all that kind of stuff to really do a lot of that internal processing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's really, really cool. And I love, you just snuck that in there, but that would have been another like aha moment maybe for somebody. You were saying how quickly he picked up the fishing style. Yeah, through, right? Casting, yeah, through play. it the right way. And like learning, it's almost like a sponge. You know, and, yeah. and it works that way for, for adults too. But when yeah. you're into something that's interesting to you, yeah, um, it doesn't have to even be a big, long, lifelong passion. But when you're in that moment, right, and something's interesting in that moment, you can just absorb yeah. so much, can't you? Oh, definitely. Because Matt's what, watched fishing stuff in front of Ollie for ages and talked about fishing and trying mm-hmm. to get him Matt's tried to get him to go fishing and he's not really interested. So it was just that little snippet of a program mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, it all kind of came together. But, and we weren't trying to get it to come together. It just yeah. came together. And it was so much fun for all of us. And so that is, that's another big piece, and I imagine you've seen that, is, is the, the learning to um, follow those moments. Yeah. Not on our timetable. But on really, it's on the learner's timetable. So, you know what I mean. So that when he was expressing that interest, just kind of going with it. I like think about like following the flow yeah. of of our interests and just how how our days and moments are unfolding. I mean, it doesn't always work. There are things that you know need to be done, or we've got schedules um, to keep you know appointments here and there. But I was amazed at how helpful it was to have lots of open time and space so that we could just follow things as they came up because it's just so much like Ollie had so much fun in that moment and you guys had so much fun in that moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so letting that happen. It's important to have that space where you can just see what happens. Yeah, that's true. I think that's something I'm I'm still probably – working hard on to to do um it's getting easier like it's just so that's part of the de-schooling is yeah is just once you're aware of something and can feel like it fits um and that's a thing I'm I'm trying to work on I'm I'm very much uh, like I'm not so spontaneous I've never been spontaneous and mm-hmm. a lot of these things are kind yeah. of spontaneous so letting, <laughs> kind of letting go of the oh but I've planned to do this um but it's it's getting better <laughs> oh yeah no and I mean that that was a huge piece for me I mean and you know what it's not like you get these things and then all of a sudden it's easy like like you were yeah. saying you know it's not it's not easy um no. <laughs> because I mean I'm I'm fine I process my way through that even now, you know, if, if I'm in doing something and somebody comes up and says, hey, you want to go for a walk? Like, let, let's go for a walk in the forest. You know, I, I still need to do that little transition. And once in a while, it's like, no, I need to get this done. 
because of this, but I also have that, you know, that reminder in the back of my mind now, knowing that that's an opportunity for some great connection and who knows what will bubble up. So to do that little transition when I can out of it is always so helpful. Like I just learned from experience and you'll get that too. Uh, Cause this, this is a great example, Ollie and that fishing. It's like, Oh, yeah. look what can happen when, when we follow the flow. So yeah. I get to a point where, you know, I'm excited to be able to, uh, participate in those those open times. And then again, it doesn't matter whether it's my husband or my dad or my child who's saying it. it's like, oh, that's like an open space for some connection and fun and who knows what'll happen. I'm curious to yeah. see how it unfolds, right? That but I still need that like minute to remember that and do that little shift and say, sure I'll be I'll be there in a couple minutes or you know, yeah. whatever. whatever. <laughs> So all that to say is that um, we're we're real human beings living these moments. Yeah. It's not like all of a sudden, see, that's another, I was going to say it's perfect and, and we're perfect. And it's like, oh, yes, let's do this. Like like some kind of magical unschooling movie in your mind. Yes, I'm now an unschooler. Yeah, yeah. So now I can <laughs> skip anything and flow here and do all Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and. I think when we first start and learn about it, we can put that expectation on ourselves and we can beat ourselves up when it's hard or when we don't manage to do it. You know what I mean? But that's life. That's living. That's being human. And, and every moment is its own moment. Right. You know, so to, to be able to um, move past that judgment of ourselves. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really important and valuable. Um, and, you know, to give ourselves that grace, you had mentioned grace before that grace, that ease. Yeah. Um, but it's just so important for ourselves as much as yeah. our children, as, but because most of the work ends up being ours anyway, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, because, because Ollie can do this perfectly fine. He can drop something. Yeah, <laughs> without a moment's notice and change because he wants to do it. It's there. It's all. It's all with the adults. <laughs> Matt and I. Matt, Matt's yeah. pretty good at dropping something and and following his the flow. So it's yeah. yeah it's just well that and that was one me. of the things I learned too. For me, um, whenever I was feeling stuck or confused or <clears throat> or whatever my my challenge was in the moment is I would learn to look to the kids first. And, you know, yeah. and I would see how they handled things. Like that whole perfectionist thing, right? Yeah. A lot of me working through that for myself was looking at my kids and seeing that, oh, when something went wrong for them, they, they would just kind of try again. Or they yeah. would, you know, it, it wouldn't be um, the end of the world like to make a mistake or to get something wrong, they would take that information and try again or move through it or, you know, and that was just so fascinating to me. Like I'd be like, yeah. I would love to be a person that didn't want to run and hide when I made a mistake. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so looking to my kids and seeing um, how they did things 
and 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 trying that on for size was always so helpful for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'd be curious to know what has surprised you most about your journey so far. Um, <clears throat> how it changes everything, <laughs> absolutely everything. Yeah, in a good way. In a good yeah. way. Um, yeah. When I when I first started reading about it. I was reading mainly about the academic side and picturing ahead times for when Ollie was five, you know, that's when it would kind of, the effects would start to be seen, but um, yeah, it just changes everything that we do from the time we get up, well, from going to sleep together from the time we get up throughout our day, um, everything. (laughs) I know, like, no, seriously, everything. (laughs) Everything. Uh, From, you know, from the the way our kitchen's laid out so Ollie can access his food, any type of food he wants, to just everything, the way the house is laid out for him to access stuff. (sighs) Everything, the bedtimes, the clothing. Um. Yeah, and, and, and in our minds, and Matt and, Matt and I often talk about, you know, oh, the box is opened. You know, why, why do we do this thing? Um, well, why do we do it like that? Um, we'll often question it. And Matt's been, become quite uh, questioning too, which is quite cool. I, I, I was the questioner before him because I was doing all the research and kind of feeding bits to him. Yeah. Um, but now that's opened in his mind, so now he questions things too, questions back. So, um, yeah, just why we do certain things in certain ways, why we think that Ollie needs to do, I can't think of an example. Um, even 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 to the point of, um, so it's kind of a, I'm still kind of thinking through it, but <laughs> how... In conventional parenting, it's kind of it's parents, uh, parents and child are separate, and there's a thought that you should have each other's back as parents. And if if one person you know says a rule, then the other parent needs to back them up. And if you disagree with them, you do it behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. And that's been my latest kind of thought of well, why? Because we're a team, like we call ourselves Team Mundo. We're we're a team that pivots, that team Mundo helps to pivot my thinking. Yeah. When I'm yeah. becoming a bit too parental, <laughs> pivots me too. We're a team. We're all, we're all equal partners in this team. So why would we not um, discuss nicely in front of each other if we disagree? Um, we can do it nicely as, as, as well as we can and, Ollie can have inputs and he has amazing input because he, from a young age, he has been an equal team member with us and he has amazing insight into how to solve problems, into helping Matt and I discuss things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So even to, and it, and it feels just lovely that way that we're a, we're a team that way and it's not Matt and I against Ollie um I think yeah. I think yeah I think I when you can get to that 
point. I think what dissipates is the power aspect of it, right? So it becomes, it doesn't become either, you know, adults versus children, if it's something you guys are trying to work out with Ollie, or or adults pitted against each other, like I'm right, you're wrong. When that power disappears or melts away, um, it becomes more about whatever the thing is, right? Whether it's, you know, do we, one wants to do this and one doesn't want to do that, you know, that's a simplistic one, but like even between the adults, then it, then it can become conversation, right? It can be less heated. It doesn't need to be argumentative um, because argumentative, I think, comes out a lot when it's kind of a power-based thing, when one needs to exert the power to get the other one to agree with them. But if it's a conversation where the team is the focus, right, then, then it becomes about the thing and what everybody thinks and feels about the thing and then finding a way through it that, that everybody's reasonably comfortable with, right? Yeah. Our yeah. thought it can be more about the conversation. I think that's just, that's another, another layer peeled away, isn't it? That when that power yeah. layer kind of dissolves out. And I loved your point about how kids are capable of, of adding insight and value uh, to those yeah. conversations. Like, again, when you start and you have that parent-child dynamic, parent-child the power dynamic, you don't think that that less powerful being can add anything of value to yeah, the yeah. conversation, especially when it's not really about them. Like you were saying, you know, when mm. you and Matt are discussing things, um, you to do that away from him because he wouldn't have anything of value. But now you're discovering as you guys are um, talking through it uh, when he's around that, that he has such interesting insight to share. Right. Yeah. And I remember when I was a kid, I had such a, um, I don't know how to word it, but I, I felt like I knew things about the world so clearly when I was a kid and I've kind of felt like I've lost that a bit becoming an adult. I don't know if it's your brain gets full of other stuff. Yeah. And, and I don't know. It, it, I kind of remember that as, as from me being a child. So I, I have trust in Ollie that he kind of has that as well. Um, and he seems to, uh, and such great, just such great ideas, problem solving that he comes up with. And it's really cool to give him the opportunity to to just share with us and be he really is he's my friend, he's Matt's friend. You know, it's not the we're trying to not do the parent child thing. We're we're a team, we're equal. Um yeah, and it's it's having positive the times when we can do it well, where we have a win win for all of us when we have these little discussions it mm-hmm. feels amazing it doesn't always work <laughs> no doesn't always but 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 we're getting better at it again it's, mm-hmm. it's, um the more we do it the more the more i suppose being aware of it the more you we can start to i don't know being aware of it means we involve ollie more invite his 
mm-hmm. problem solving if he wants to. I mean, he's four and a half. He, sometimes he just doesn't care. He blanks us out, so that's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but sometimes yeah. he is. He yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, and that's that's perfect. When, that, that is, you know, when he's got something to share or when he's engaged in it, you know, that's when somebody's not trying to force them to be involved. Yeah doesn't really add much value for anybody. Right. But, you know, and the other thing too, um, that you mentioned, you know, sometimes it doesn't, you know, work as in we don't find a way through in that moment, but you're still even going through the process, right. Mm -hmm. You're still setting up that connection and that developing that trust so that, you know, if, if you're on some sort of, timetable and you can't really um, find a way through within it, you've got that trust to lean on, right? Like yeah. I found with my kids, you know, if, if sometimes we just couldn't figure out something and I, I just say, you know, I really need you to do this um, yeah. because X, Y, Z, and I know it doesn't make sense, but you know, I, I need you to do this and, you know, just explain my reason. And you have that trust and that respect. And they they know that I'm not saying that to like convince them or trick them into doing something because so many times we figured out a way through things. Right. Um, yeah. So it, no matter where it goes, it's still always valuable to have that conversation. And, and it just, uh, strengthens our relationships, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, having the trust, um, you have to follow through on it, saying yeah. well, what, we've, what, we've, what we've discovered. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, we were kind of switched on to that when since Ollie's been young, and he really does trust us. He will give me if I need um, fifteen minutes to finish putting on the on the meal, mm-hmm. and then I'll play with him. I'll, I'll ask him or say look I, I'm need well today I had to do that 15 minutes and then I'll come and play and I have to go and play and I do say to him often mummy forgets come and remind mummy if I've forgotten because I do forget <laughs> and he does and that's fine it's part of our life and he knows that he's yeah. um yeah because we have the the trust built up that I will go and play mm-hmm. and it's kind of a win-win like I get to do the finish the dinner and he knows that I'm going to come so we both winning out of that situation yeah no that's and (laughs) that's just the beautiful outcome of having that trust and yes that trust develops when you follow through like that's how that's a huge part of developing it in the first place right is is following through with whatever it is you say you're going to do that's how they come to realize you know that they can trust what you're saying that you're not um, saying things to manipulate them or to get um, something from them, um, but that you mean what you say, yeah. right? It's not that they trust you because you're their parent, right? I mean, I think so often conventionally that's what we rely on for that relationship, but instead we're building trust with them through our actions. The combination of our words and our actions that we actually follow through with what we say. We're not just saying something, oh, I'll play with you in 15 minutes to put them off and hoping that they forget about it 15 minutes later. 
I mean, and I've done that piece too. (laughs) And I still do that piece, you know, and if I forget, like, you know, if somebody, if we're out somewhere and somebody says, oh, I'd really like to do that. I said, that sounds like a great idea, you know, even to my husband. But, you know, remind me later. (laughs) I live, I send myself a dozen emails a day, I think. (laughs) Yes. I have a phone with me and I'm like trying to remember all these things, right? So I I use that many times. It's like, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and if I forget, just tell me, you know, I won't feel bad that you're reminding me, you're not bugging me, none of that. It's like, because I said I want to do that. You're doing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As for yourself, whatever it was. So that's it. Yeah. I love that. And that's it, right? We're finding those tools that, that work yeah. for us to live together and to do things together. Um, we're discovering about ourselves. We're discovering about how we relate to other people. That's, that's like the, the, the foundation of unschooling, just like who we really are as people and individuals and how we can connect and um, engage with the other people in our family, right? Yeah, and I think he's he's just picking up really amazing life skills and it's not in a um, pressured way from us. Like um, he – so he's – since probably he was four, he started to use swear words. Um, and I explained to him, so to me, swear words are words, they're words. Um, and, but I, but I said, if you use them outside of our house, people will probably think you're rude. And, you know, it's, it, they might not like you as much. He's all about making friends. So they might not want to be friends with you if you use these words because it's other people find them inappropriate, but you can use them at home if you want to. I mean, I use them at home, so I can't lay one rule for him and one rule for me. Um, and he, he has never, I think maybe once he slipped up and I, or I've just said to him, Oh, I remember just at home. Um, and he's re- he understands that and he trusts that. So I've never, we've never had the issue of, of him swearing to get, you know, he's not getting his way and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He it's just funny it and it's, you think of that the other way, like when, when yeah. we were growing up, right. The swearing yeah. was not in the house, but it was all out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, exactly. Uh, but it was, it was from fear. Like I can't get busted from my parent to swear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, it, and they're just words. <laughs> like this is where it comes down to. It's everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and yet he has, so he's learned a life skill that already there's, he's learning that there's, you can be a certain way at home around people you you trust, your team mundo, um, but there's ways that you act outside. And it's just through a normal life learning thing that, right. yeah. So even something so small as swearing, there's so much packed in there that with unschooling has, has helped me see it can be a completely different way than I would have done. Yeah. Trying to just control him by not, you know, not swearing yeah. outside. Even, like, don't swear. Because, yeah. because it's not about, yeah, like, you're right. Look at the nuance that comes out when you don't just make it a rule. Right? Yeah. When, when you make it a rule, don't do it. Then it's a, just about policing the rule. Right? Whereas now there's so much, like, conversation about 
the environment, yeah. right? You yeah. learn so much more, like the context of the place that you're in and the people that you're with, you know, yeah. and, and how these actions or these words will be, can be interpreted by other people. Like there's just so much richness that comes to the conversation when you take that approach versus just nailing down a rule, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just, that's so important for adults, I, I talk differently with bosses than I do with coworkers or Matt to friends, even motorcyclists. We've got a whole different way of talking yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. my, to my in-laws. It's real life. And why would, yeah, just, it just makes sense now because the box has been opened. Like why would we do any different way with Ollie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many boxes, right? <laughs> so many boxes. <laughs> I would be curious to know, <clears throat> what is your favorite thing about the flow of your unschooling days right now? Um, Maybe not literally, right? <laughs> I know not it's literally. right now on lockdown for a lot of it's, us, right? You know, it yeah. Um, oh, I, I suppose it, it can but still it, apply, I, um, yeah. which is nice. Um, yeah. So I've, heard, so I've heard you talk a lot about joy mm-hmm. and you know, I've had joy in my life. <laughs> I know what joy is. <laughs> but but actually I've experienced what I would call real joy now, just just lately, following Ollie on his on his tangents and his his passion. And um so his transforming passion, which is the thread through every <laughs> seems to be the thread through everything. Um he found a, a video on YouTube of some guy loaded a video up of little Burger King toys, you know, Happy Meal. No, yeah, I yeah. think it was Burger King, little mm-hmm. toys, and they they were transformed from robots into letters. And he had the whole alphabet. And the whole video is just him going through A and talking step by step. And <laughs> like, I'm laughing now because it's just so amazing <laughs> that Ollie found this video of a transforming alphabet of this guy <laughs> taking him through. Ollie's learning his alphabet and was completely into it. Um, and he's never shown any interest in the alphabet song, like singing the alphabet. Um, but this thing, because it was transforming. And and I watched the whole video with him. It went on for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> I just got so much joy. Like I can feel it in my body now. It's like watching him just get a kick out of this guy and his alphabet transformers like I would never have I would never have picked that that I would have enjoyed that but I did because he was so into it and there seems to be more and more examples of that happening now I think yeah it's the layers peeling back and now I'm now I understand what you mean about the joy. And, and so that's the cool thing that I'm feeling, discovering at the moment is these actual, this real joy um, and real joy for me too. Like I'm getting real joy out of rock painting and they're real basic. They're, they're super basic things I'm painting, but I'm really enjoying them because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, I can't it's, say it's, the words. I can only. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly what you mean, and yeah. and I remember that 
shift from so many years ago, which is, you know, that's why my, my website is living joyfully. Yeah. Right. Because for me, that was the most profound shift to, and, and still now trying to imagine what it was, you know, is it a layer of judgment that we're peeling away, you know, that we can see the joy in the most mundane little things. Yeah, because I totally would have judged that video beforehand. Like, who is this guy? (laughs) And look at all those toys. (laughs) This is this video is how long? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, judgment definitely for me in that that video. Yeah, yeah. But no having no judgment, yeah. Right. And judgment on ourselves with the painting. Like, but it it feels like we all of a sudden more clearly see everything right like for ourselves like that that painting you know um the rocks the walk the finding the rock you know it's like all of a sudden we're allowing ourselves to um more i don't know if authentically is the right word but engage in that moment like just surrender and be in that moment like like a child right like yeah they're right in that moment and having fun in that moment. And because that judgment piece is, is a step out of the moment, right? Because we're thinking about the moment through the eyes of good, bad, right, wrong. Right. Yeah. So being able to really sink and engage in the moment, we see so much of that joy. Right. And, and then even in, even when things are going wrong, it's not like, oh, this is fun. Things are not going our way. <laughs> yeah. But, but deeper, uh, it's that, that trust, too, that, that will move through those moments. And, and you gain that through experience, through having done it before. Even if you can't see where you're going to end up, you know you're going to end up somewhere reasonable. Well, right? that's, that, that's, like, yeah. that happened yesterday. We had a terrible day yesterday um both Matt and I were feeling super down Mm -hmm. about just the situation of being in lockdown yeah um we were all rubbing each other the wrong way and there seemed to be no saving it um but at the end at the end of the day Ollie just decided to dress up he came out into the lounge in different dress ups and it was hilarious and (laughs) (laughs) we found joy at the very last part of our day and it was just we were all laughing and we were just the whole mood lifted and mm-hmm. he just That's- cracked the code on that one of, of he was enjoying the dress up and he enjoyed our reactions to him walking out in different costumes. And yeah, it was turn yeah. the day around from something terrible. Yeah. The, well, that is such a, such a great example. Right. And that's, I think that's part of what we've learned as we peel back those layers is being open for those moments. Even when we're down and things, you know, we can't see where they're going um, positively, um, but being open for those small shifts, yeah, right? To, to see and recognize those. And it's like, oh, you know, it wasn't, oh, Ollie, it's almost time for bed. Please don't start pulling out a bunch of different clothes or whatever it was that he was changing into. Right? Yeah, yeah not yeah. have, trying to um, not keep that negative lens on things, like being more yeah. open to seeing those moments. Like 
the joy in all the tiny little things, even if it's, yeah, you know, a change of clothes or a smile about a video or whatever and, and recognizing those. Cause so often we're certainly at the beginning, we're blind to those. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. such a great example. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank <laughs> you so much for speaking with me today. It was so much fun, Fiona. Oh, thank you. It's <laughs> been amazing. And thank you so much for your podcast and all your guests because it really has been um, something I look forward to. I, I get the podcast every Friday when you, oh. I don't know what day you load it up, but it's Friday <laughs> that I get to listen to it. Um, and I look forward to my Friday morning and I'm making the breakfast and the lunch, listening to Pam and her guests. Uh, <laughs> and it just, it energizes me and yeah, has helped me learn so much. So thank you, Pam. Oh, that's wonderful. Thanks so much, Fiona. And before we go, where can people connect with you online? Um, I'm on Facebook, but I don't use it that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Instagram would be the one. Um, and my handle is at five foot. So five FT biker. Um, I'm a short biker. So that's why <laughs> that is. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a private account, but just um, follow or whatever you do. And I'd love to meet new unschooling people. So that'd be cool. Oh, that's awesome. I will definitely put the link to that in the show notes. Now, I know I'm waking up in the morning, but you're going to bed. So I say have a lovely sleep tonight and I'll talk. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Ben. Bye-bye. I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the wonderful archive of earlier podcast episodes. The conversations never go out of date. And you can find more information about my books, my Patreon community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit at my website, livingjoyfully.ca. Have a great day.